Agnetti never jokes. She was 100% serious. Welcome to Talking Sons, the fightiest podcast about Dungeons and Daddies made by fans of the show. Dungeons and Daddies is a podcast about four dads who are teleported to the fantasy realm to reclaim their sons. This isn't that podcast. You should go listen to it because we don't care about spoilers and we'll spoil everything. Talking Sons Community Edition, Episode 4, The Dads of Dadus 2, Electric Dadaloo. Theme music goes here. Dang, 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 dang. Hi, my name is Jamie, and my dad fact is that I am teaching my son to play video games through the magic of YouTube. He's all about watching like Mario Party and Mario Kart and other Nintendo Switch games on YouTube. And afterwards, when he's watching those videos, I like sneak up behind him and I'm like, here, let's play it on the Switch. And it's slowly working. My daughter likes to play it on the Wii with us. Well, Jamie, first of all, fuck you. Second of all, that's pretty rad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, plus if you ever need, like, another source of income, easily exploit your children. There you go. Damn. All right. Well. Like that with toy channels. So, I mean, (laughs) you know. Didn't they just make a law against that, though? I mean, I I couldn't tell you. I, I mean, I'm starting a YouTube channel. And it's terrible right now, so nobody gets the link. Oh, okay, fine, whatever. Well, my name is Luke, and uh, my dad fact for this week is that, hey, I got new glasses finally. I got, like, blue light blocking lenses because I stare at computers all day. Uh, Let me tell you, it doesn't just block (laughs) blue light, it reflects it. (laughs) And I found out the hard way. (laughs) That's really cool. Yeah, actually, it's going to be really good, and I really like the glasses, and I'm really happy about it. I guess I'll go next. Yeah. Uh, My name is Dustin, and my dad fact is I got a two-parter. First of all, I finished my taxes by February 1st to make all the dads proud. Second of all, my wife is the one that has to kill all the bugs because I'm terrified of bugs. I feel you. I feel you real hard. She's a lot more man than I am. Well, I vibe. I vibe. All right. I guess I will go now. Hi, I'm Cam. My dad fact for today is I have no personality of my own, and I adopt the personality of whoever it is I'm around. So say what you will and draw your own conclusions about the type of person I am. Uh, We are here to talk about Episode 4, The Lords of Chaos, Part 2. In this episode, the dads committed jailbreak and loitering. Those bastards. Prison break. They rode down an elevator, dicks out, and then they broke out of jail and did almost nothing. Didn't really move. Hands up, dicks out. I swear the dads move more between episodes than during the actual description episode, because this is another the dads move 10 feet type episode. (laughs) And I mean, that holds true because they were outside in the pit at the end of the previous episode, and then they were in the elevator, which must have been a good 30, 40 feet. So does vertical travel count? Oh, yeah. No, I would. Yeah, I would count that as well. So, yeah, they probably went a couple hundred feet down and then a couple hundred feet back up. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, they traveled from the pit to the thing in this episode, not between episodes. Yeah. So, I mean, they put a couple of miles on those tires. 100 feet tops. And then, <laughs> more like a sun roll than anything. And then they woke up in the cells yep. and Ron got the dad joke. Which that moment I realized while re-listening to this episode is probably one of my favorite things to happen in this entire show. Just 
it's so perfect. Yeah, I I mean, I think one of my favorite transformations that happened in these early episodes was Ron being just like a nigh intolerable weirdo who was just kind of stuck along for the ride to having all these little moments to shine that Beth may just knocked out of the park each time. Yeah. Wait, Beth may does Ron's voice. (laughs) I never would have guessed. Wow. Yeah, there is actually a woman on this podcast, by the way. Uh, Ron Stampler is voiced by longtime woman Beth May. (laughs) just an NPC. And that opened up the cell doors for all the dads except for Henry. Yes. And his glowed and it said, this is all your fault. Although thinking about it afterwards, I mean, it was the same purple letters Mm -hmm. and it was a different key. Maybe it was another puzzle where he could say, hi, all your fault. This is dad. (laughs) Fuck off. Maybe. I was thinking about that too, re-listening. Like that, it was probably a puzzle that Anthony put there and just the presentation of it didn't really warrant Will thinking about whether or not it had like a solution or not. Right. But it definitely felt puzzly to me. Also, do you think it was the purple guys that put those in there? Like the escape routes? I mean, maybe. I mean, it is the color purple, but I mean, yeah, it was kind of early in the story to tell. But uh, I don't know how early Anthony had like the purple guys put together and kind of figured out. Well, they needed the dads to get the sons. Right. So they would need them to be able to get out. I mean, I'm not certain. I feel like that purple was kind of the generic color of DM magic. Mm. They drove through a purple portal. There were the purple robes. There were the purple letters. And I don't know. It kind of felt like maybe that was there. But yeah, the that plus the this is all your fault thing definitely has the, the purple robe guys feel to it. Yeah, because that was their thing. Your bad parents. So we got some combat and we met CERN, although he wasn't named this episode. Yeah, he was just was he the lizard man or the kobold lizard man? He was the lizard man. Yeah, the kobold died or fled. But the lizard man was the one who was stabbed in the neck and Daryl missed his attack of opportunity (laughs) and just kind of biffed him on the shoulder. And it's like, good luck, bud. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was the snake dude they pulled out of the cell. I always thought that was CERN because I missed something somewhere. So, like, I was picturing the snake guy from my gym partner's a monkey. (laughs) So the snake guy shows up again in the next episode, does play a pivotal role. Oh, yes, extremely. Highly important character, recurs frequently. (laughs) Check off snake. (laughs) right we got to see cern's origin story where he was just a guard a jail guard and then we got to see more of what ron does in combat which is apparently hide in his pants okay that's just it though they weren't pants they were a pair of shorts (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay but in the last episode he got down to his underwear and they would not let them put clothes back on these daddies canon what's that (laughs) (laughs) pretty much continuity be damned yeah although i definitely feel like that again the whole pants thing seemed to evolve and this was the point where ron and pants became intertwined in a way that had to be undone as like a character growth moment at some point in the future yeah no it definitely it worked out in a real good way for him long run like yeah to where we are now i come out of my pants 
That was the classic line right there. One word. Just one word. But yeah, Ron in his pants that was turned into a merch pin. Yeah. But it was a spur of the moment where she just kind of like, I have really stretchy pants. Let me roll for stretchiness. (laughs) And Anthony was like, "Uh, okay, sure. Yeah, sure. That's kind of the beauty of like D&D is you can do shit like that. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And having a good DM. Yeah. Obviously, Anthony is. That's also very important. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, yes, and we're we're complimenting Anthony. Fuck. Oh, damn. We can't be doing that. Oh, no. Please don't. Cut this. Cut all of it. (laughs) After a fairly long combat session, which again, I mean, I think it took what, about a minute? in real world time because it started like a round or two before a 60 second spell and then that 60 second spell lasted like a third of the episode yeah pretty much and if you're paying close attention somehow they swapped lark and sparrow under the vines 12 times (laughs) this is something i've said before that uh henry's kids are fungible you know they are interchangeable and of equal value (laughs) i mean henry probably doesn't have them straight either so yeah let's be honest here i feel like that they would take advantage of that situation oh absolutely yeah you know they did yeah they're twins what else are they supposed to do with their free time not fuck with their parents i'm sure one of them's had more shots than the other yes (laughs) like they loser goes to the dentist (laughs) Okay, but he doesn't wipe. I doubt they go to the dentist or get vaccinated. You know, Will came out and said that Henry is pro-vax. He is not an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, I remember that. And I feel like that Mercedes is also someone who would take care of the kids. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Like, for all of their faults... And their hygiene issues that are extremely problematic, they are definitely good parents. In, I mean, their own way. I I feel like that... Yes, although I feel like that Henry and Daryl, similarity-wise, both of them would be the type of parent to shout, just rub some dirt in it and you're good. (laughs) But for different reasons. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so one of the boys, unnamed Oak Boy. Bastard child. Fang Wong. Escaped the vine and ran up to the elevator, chased by Henry, and reached the top of the building to start the summoning of the doodler. Yes, the doodler. Yeah. A wish guard incarnate. Another important character who shows up in a later episode, which I'm not going to say which, because that's a surprise. Yeah. Just an episode. Yeah. <laughs> Just one. Who knows? So their plan is pretty flawed because they want to summon the doodler to renew the world, but the twins want to fight it and think that the people are going to help them fight it. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the Oaks, not exactly known for their planning acumen. <laughs> no, that's definitely a family trait. I feel like that nobody on this podcast can plan properly, or maybe they can, and they just don't because it's funnier. There is probably plenty that is cut out, but I mean, if we need to point out anything, it's Battle Action Patriot for that. Yeah. Yeah, because at the first of this, Daryl was leaving that voicemail and it was insinuating the Carol was cheating thing. Yeah, I mean, this is early on, so. So kind of out of character, I think that they didn't quite have that characterization down. This is one of those shaky early episodes where they weren't sure which was actually going on. So they pulled out from nailing down whether or not Carol was cheating or not. I'm glad they chose not to. Yeah, no, it was definitely ultimately like the better decision for that character. Once that came out, I think it kind of redeemed Carol a little bit with the fans just in general, which is, I mean, kind of nice. Yeah, and it was definitely like kind of a twist in a way 
because here this whole time we thought that she was cheating but yeah that's not the case it's just like holy shit no way i, I mean just because it's not physically cheating it's not as bad but apparently emotional infidelity is still a thing mm -hmm. where you are going to someone else for all of the emotional support and all of your emotional needs that you'd normally get from your spouse. That's fair. I mean, the community hasn't really made peace. That's still a battle line where if you drop into the subreddit and try to smack talk Carol, people will show up to defend her because it's like she wasn't cheating. <laughs> but the other side is like, yeah, she was just because it wasn't sex. It could still be cheating. And so I don't know. That's a controversy. She still sounds like a Karen to me, so. <laughs> I honestly think that she is. Like, that's how I see her with the whole haircut and everything. A sci-fi nerd, Karen. <laughs> well, at least she has some redeeming qualities. I mean, though, is being a sci-fi nerd a redeeming quality or is it just kind of something that you do because you like it? There. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, so they rode up the elevator and Henry gave a speech, speech about love and compassion and caring by as, turning as a into a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> and now now one of his sons wishes to be a love wolf. Yes. Should have used hug wolf like from Adventure Time. <laughs> and so the cliffhanger, was there a cliffhanger or was it just that, you know, they were about to start a boss battle? Yeah, I think it was just say we're going about to start a boss battle with Boreanaz. Right, where Henry Henry would have to avoid spilling blood because they didn't know what the unsung hero was and they just kind of thought maybe it's Henry. Yeah. And then he did the old record scratch moment and that ended the episode. <laughs> Wait. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of a record scratch moment, I do want to talk about that shapeshifter where Anthony went into this and was like, the shapeshifter is locked in a jail cell that they can shift to get out of. <laughs> and I mean, it's like, I can understand. It's like, this is a world with magic. And maybe there was like a magic force field keeping them in or a ward or something. But nope, it was just, I don't know. <laughs> Regular old metal bars. Regular old metal bars. Wasn't that smart of a shapeshifter? No. We all have those days, okay? Again, when the shapeshifter shows up next episode, we see how poor the shapeshifter's problem-solving skills are. I mean, I can relate. <laughs> Same. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, it's Peter the Pizzatonio of the Pizzatonio business and younger brother of Friday Pizzatonio, also of the Pizzatonio business. Who usually does these ads for us, but isn't here to do that today for no particular reason and certainly not one that is of the personal kind. Anyway, I'm here to remind you about the great deals we have going on at the Pizzatonio Sex and Battle Pit Uniform Store here on Neverwinter. We have the most kinds of sex and battle pit uniforms in all of Neverwinter, and if you come in today, you'll even get the first sponsorship embroidery for free. You know about sponsorships. When the one person promises to support the other while they go out and do the things they need to do to keep the family business afloat? That's right. You can get their name sewed into your sex or battle pit uniform for free. You just have to pay for the uniform and our hardworking staff will definitely get your uniform just the way you like it. Which is something I used to be able to absolutely guarantee, but now I feel the need to tell you, the customer, that I only trust the staff at the Pizza Tonio Sex and Battle Pit Uniform Store in the afternoons now. You see, my brother, Fry the Pizza Tonio, who works in the mornings, has been noticeably untrustworthy lately. I told him, Fry, I noticed that you and my wife, Tina Bidibisitonio, have been really friendly lately and I would appreciate it if you backed off a little. And so Fry said to me, Pity, you know I love you, brother who I've taken over the business of our father, Rocky Bidibisitonio, with. 
You know, the Pizzatonio business is the business of sex and battle Pete uniforms, but it is equally the business of the Pizzatonios, meaning us as a family. And because I love you, my brother, Peter de Pizzatonio, I will promise you to back off your wife, Tina de Pizzatonio. But then, not two days later, I see my brother Fry to Pizza Tonio and my wife Tina to Pizza Tonio sharing a very close dinner when I left work early because we ran out of room to store the gold we were making and I closed the store early so we couldn't get robbed. But then it was my heart that got robbed right from my chest. So please come to the Pizza Tonio's sex and battle peak uniform store, but only during the afternoons because you can't trust people who are in the store in the morning. And here's to many, many years of reliable service from the Pizzatonio business, if not of the family kind, of the sex and battle pig uniform kind. Wow, that was a really nice word from our sponsor. Yeah, Pity's, Pity's a great guy, or something. Or, yeah. Shame about his wife, though. <laughs> Okay, and the next section is a community episode exclusive called Making Friends with the Sun Squad, where we create a character or item that will be submitted via the Patreon character submission. Yay! Yeah, so what are what are people thinking? You can submit a character, an item, or a location. Let's do an item. Actually, yeah, haven't the last three just been people? We did an item last time. It was the Hangable Bangable Lampshade. Oh, yes. I've heard tell of this item. Right. I've not listened yet. It's a legendary item that when you wear it, you become completely naked and drunk, <laughs> but you gain charisma. Excellent. It doesn't affect Glenn. But do we want to try a location this time? Oh, a location could be interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, Bullywugs, which, again, was just turned into a merch item. It was a Patreon-submitted location. Yeah, no, that's right. So, like, a, a like a tavern or something? I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah it could be any, I guess. Some place that the dads would have a reason to go into. The dads haven't really gone shopping. Like, they've never gone to a merchant other than the BDSM episode. Yeah, no. They, on audio, they have literally never bought an item. A cheese store. A cheese. It sells cheese and petrol. <laughs> God damn it. I thought we were done with that. <laughs> nope. Yeah. And a cheese oil never dies. Yeah, that's right. Oh, God. It's it's the joke that just won't die. It's worse than a dad joke. Zombie <laughs> joke. A grandpa joke. It could be a graveyard because it's such a dead joke. <laughs> Kill me. Yeah, it's a graveyard with various tombstones or headstones and a couple of dead horses that look thoroughly beaten. <laughs> Don't tell me. If we want to go like real dark with it, it's got like tombstones of like, all the people that the daddies have killed. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the daddies. If we want to do that, might be a little dark for this. I mean, though, that would be a really big graveyard. Yeah, considering Neverwinter, at least two yeah. people are dead there. So, yeah. Yeah. Plus, yeah. what happened to the red brands? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fucking mess. Yeah. Their unintentional kill count has to be in the, I don't know, hundreds, maybe thousands by now. Someone needs to make a blog just for the kill counts. It's probably a page on the wiki for it. If there's not, there needs to be. <laughs> if we call it like the Cheezoid Memorial Cemetery, it's just not going to get picked up. Hmm. Okay. Lives there. 
Hmm. Like the the thing that makes Bullywug stick is that it's a riff on Chuck E. Cheese's plus a D&D thing. Yeah, fortunately, I'm not well versed in D&D things, so I'm not very helpful there. Oh, no. Yeah, I I haven't actually played D&D from during my life. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. My wife said he doesn't even go here. Nope, I fucking don't. <laughs> so like undead monsters would be like wraiths or necrofears or let me pull up Hobold fight club yes <laughs> Was, is this already a thing it is it's a kobold.club and it's a dm's best friend okay so why perchance are you bringing up kobold fight club are we submitting kobold fight club or no <laughs> i wish <laughs> there's already one too many fight clubs in this world true yes okay this was a bad idea i'm just getting stuff like giant apes <laughs> ancient brass dragons you do like a spa or a therapist because ron needs one jesus i think they all kind of need one realistically yeah. if we're being real here there are some issues that need to be resolved eventually they will be probably maybe not I'm not getting good place names from this. Uh, looking stuff up. I have several books, but I don't know if they would help. There are a lot of undead monsters. Just saying. Just a few. Well, all my books are 3.5. I think I have a place name that might work. It's a Quipper. Q-U-I-P-P-E-R. Quippers. Because <laughs> the Quipper is a type of fish. Carnivorous fish with sharp teeth. Is it a joke store? <laughs> Quippers for joke and clips. Oh. Quippers aquarium supply and jokes. <laughs> Home of the exploding big house. No, that's a combo. That's that's a good wombo combo. I approve. Oh, look at this. Apparently, fish have water breathing. Oh, you don't say. I <laughs> never would have guessed. Oh yeah. I've seen magic carp flop around. Come on. Uh so unfortunately, um its attack is not splash. Well, what the f it's just blood frenzy. That's stupid. Blood frenzy and bite. So, I mean, what's that? A dark type Pokemon? Yeah, bite's a dark type move, anyways. All right. So the the place name is Quippers Aquarium and Joke Supply. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just that one section of a Petco or any other pet store, and then on the other side, there's just like joke items. Yeah. So like like those little chomping teeth. But they're all sharp, like equippers. And and you're never certain where one ends and where one begins. So, like, in the middle, there's kind of, like, joke fish. <laughs> like the exploding cigar, but they're fish. Yeah. Or they're like those angler fish that, like, shoot water yeah. at you. Any number of fish that you would find at the bottom of the ocean under high pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Just the blobfish. That's a joke fish, right? It's just a whoopee cushion eyes. All those goofy looking fish. <laughs> All right. Yep. They got jokes, fish, and joke fish. Perfect. There we go. Stick a fork in it. It's done. They have fish jokes. <laughs> Along with the joke fish in the center, there is like just books of fish jokes. <laughs> the one store you need when you need some fish and something fishy. <laughs> there you go. That's the fucking tagline right there. There you go. So that with that done, let's move on to our topic. D&D spells as band names. So Freddy started off with talking about how he was all into like D&D spells because they just have. OK, I'm, I'm real sorry. Band names are great and all. But what we really have to talk about is how at the top of the episode, they talked about comparing their dick sizes. And this is extremely important to go over. I, I mean, is that are, are you just bringing that up because it's boys night is that is that what 
guys do on boys night I, yeah. I, it, is it not it are we doing this right i wouldn't know i, I wouldn't know <laughs> have none of us had a boys night before no no not that i can think of no okay okay so yeah what what would the dads do on a boys night yeah let's let's figure out what the dads would do on a boys night and then do that <laughs> Ron would just put his sleeping pants over his regular pants <laughs> he has those sleeping bag pants like did you see those where it's like it's like the mummy sleeping bag but it what? has legs and you can stick your feet out the bottom what the fuck hold on are you are you fucking with me no you're not what the fuck <laughs> What is this? Oh, I'm here for it. So I just sent a picture. If you just Google walking sleeping bag, <laughs> there's a picture of a guy who zipped into a sleeping bag <laughs> with individual legs. Okay, okay, but hold on. Hear me out. What about a giant two-person sleeping bag that is also a giant pair of pants? <laughs> and you want to sleep together, but you don't really want to sleep together. Because the picture that, that Luke just sent, it looks like a big sleeping pad that has been cut and sewn into the shape of pants. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we are going to post these up on our Twitter. So that way, if you're wondering, now's a good time to go on over to the Talking Sons Twitter and check out these pants images. We recommend them. They are magical and not at all what I expected to find tonight. Yep. So... That's what Ron would do. <laughs> Pull his pants over his head into a sleeping bag. So what do you think Glenn and Henry and so thankfully we don't have anyone from the, the fanfic discord here. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I will still talk about what they'd be doing, though. <laughs> I mean, realistically, Henry is going to do what Henry always does and just not shower or clean himself in any way. Eating dry oak. Yeah. So as an activity, Henry would have the guys make overnight oats and, you know, he'd lovingly check in on them throughout the night. <laughs> he'd be doting on his overnight oats. Daryl's just trying to teach him how to play football. That tracks. Yeah. Manly man things is where Daryl would come in. And I guess that that's football, football and drinking. Yeah, he would have like a couple of beers and then I guess just go to bed. <laughs> like he'd get bored. <laughs> you get into the other side of the pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think he would have like a boys night brew? Maybe. Oh, maybe. A special micro brew just for boys night. Like custom made. Oh, so that's the question. Is this a boys night? After they get back or where they are right now, where they're still acquaintances? That is a good question. Because I feel like if Daryl was excited about Boys Night, if he had advance notice, like six weeks or a month or whatever it takes to brew a particular variety of beer, he would he would get that head start. and He'd be like, hey, guys, brew this just for tonight. I know we're still in the Forgotten Realms and I didn't know that we were going to be doing this, but I had this going in the back of the van for months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's another thing. It's like I could picture Freddie being like, well, the Honda Odyssey XYQZE edition <laughs> has a mini bar. I, yeah, I would not put it past him. But that also leaves us at Glenn. What would Glenn be doing on Boys Night other than getting stoned out of his gourd, which I guess is probably all he'd be doing. Yeah. Playing guitar hero. <laughs> no. He doesn't like Guitar Hero, though. He thinks it's like all fake. Yeah, he's more of a DJ hero guy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, there it is. Ron would be in a pants-shaped sleeping bag. <laughs> Henry would be doting out his overnight oats. Glenn would be stoned yep. and just kind of tripping over Ron, just like, man, 
the pants they're like huge man <laughs> having a panic attack about the pants yeah yeah, he would definitely have a panic attack about the size of the pants. And yeah, Daryl would have a couple of bottles of his beer and then just pass out. Yep, sounds about right. Yep, yep. So do you think Glenn would try to draw penises on his face because he fell asleep first? Glenn would probably do that, like 100%. It depends on if you went to college, like at the height of college humor. True. How cool do you think that is? Is kind of a factor of how close your college days were to like 2003. <laughs> we did that in high school. Well, yep. was that back around 2003? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 2012. Right. Nine years out. So there we go. That's boys night, apparently. Nailed it. So uh, that's what we got to do, guys. Got to go find some giant pants. <laughs> you grab the pants. I'll grab the beer. I guess cams on the oats. Yeah, sure. Yep. Yep. Cool. Perfect. Love it. All right. So with that out of the way, uh, moving on to our random plug where we talk about what we've got going on right now. So I'll let the guests plug what they're doing. Dustin, do you have anything? I literally have nothing. I've deleted all my social medias and stuff. So I'm just sitting on a bunch of memes and can't share them. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So then I will do my plug. I have my own podcast. It's called Under Sea Lab. And it's just a discussion series over the 1975 Hanna-Barbera cartoon, Sea Lab 2020. I thought it was fitting to do, since it is currently 2020, the year of our Lord and Savior. I just thought it would just be a fun little project to do. So here I am. Oh, Sea Lab 2020. I thought they meant Sea Lab 2021, the Adult Swim cartoon. My bad. I will be getting to that eventually. Yep. <laughs> Next year. So I was actually the first guest on this, unless you have, was there someone else? <laughs> no. Is so. there another? Betrayal. It's you and only you. So I helped with episode one and it was a lot of fun to do. So go listen to it. Where can they find it? As of right now, it will be available on iTunes and uh, SoundCloud. I'm working on getting it on every other platform. So yeah, check out Undersea Lab. Yeah, I'm going to double that as my plug. Go listen to Cam's podcast because I'm on it. And I know that all of you want to hear more of this super beautiful voice. Uh, sure. Oh, wait, I got I would like to plug uh, the Talking Sons. It's a podcast that I was on. <laughs> <laughs> OK, cool. So uh, thanks to Cam and Dustin. I'm not Beth May and she's not here to send us out. More theme music goes here. Dang, dang, dang. This podcast was created and produced by an incarcerated group of volunteers. Talking Sons was mastered and edited by Agniti. Our theme music is Madness is Everywhere by Lobo Loco. Find the Talking Sons podcast wherever fine podcasts are rented, or follow us on Twitter or Facebook via the at Talking Sons handle. If you enjoyed this community episode and would like to be a part of one in the future, ask around the right Dungeons and Daddies fan communities. Did Henry and Daryl kiss in episode four? No, but they were really naked. <laughs>